0: Welcome to episode 31 of Rain City Bunker. I am Greg Moon, and I'm here with my friend and colleague, Andy Brown. Hello. So it's only been about five months since we've done this.
1: <laughs> That's a short amount of time for yeah, us.
0: After our two-year hiatus. Luckily, we just had some time today, and we headed down to the bunker, and here we are. The the,
1: ever, the ever-moving bunker. The, that, it, that makes it harder to target.
0: Yeah. <laughs> and we've <laughs> talked that the bunker is a state of mind more yes. than an actual physical place. Yes. This episode, we're going to talk about a few things, not too many things. We're going to talk about some future plans we have, kind of a little bit of a format tweak, you'd say, Andy? A little change? Yeah,
1: and status update and kind of um, <clears throat> kind of defining ourselves going forward in the future, I think, or hopefully.
0: Yeah, so Andy's got some great ideas. He's been doing more thinking about it than I have. But I've been wanting to get together and do it. We always have a good time. So we're just going to do quick updates, pretty quick. Uh, gosh, so we did our last one for Halloween. So <laughs> there was Thanksgiving, Christmas, uh, <laughs> Valentine's Day, all, lot, lots of stuff in between.
1: We uh, Seattle had a, a kind of uncharacteristic uh, uh, blizzard. Yes, yeah. yes.
0: we well, Yeah, it was uh, February. I yeah. think January, and February, we had a lot of snow. Whew. And, and d- several snowfalls over several days, and it lasted for a week or two. Yeah. It stayed on the ground.
1: And just getting around, getting to work, and it just throw, it throws everybody off. But uh, do you think this is going to be the new normal? I have no idea. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> no idea. The, the one thing that I hope uh, on my ride over here, I got an Uber over here. The one thing I really hope that is not a new normal is the wildfires that happen during the summer.
0: Yeah. Uh, we've had two summers in a row here yeah. in Seattle where there's been massive forest fires in Canada and in eastern cal- Washington in California, and California. Yeah. And they've all kind of drifted to us. Yeah, at one time so, or another. See, so we've had hazy summers for two summers in a row. And I'm a lifelong resident. I yeah. don't remember ever having a they, hazy summer. So that is unusual.
1: When it's really bad, it almost has like a post-apocalyptic sort of quality to it. I mean, it's just... And you just smell... It's kind of like being around a campfire all the time. And, yeah, a little
0: away from a campfire. But yeah, it, yeah, It's not
1: super strong, but it's or, there. Yeah, you can smell the burning but, wood and everything.
0: Yeah, I get kind of depressed. It's yeah. almost like having a foggy... Or, or cloudy day just the smoking yeah. a, a day or two is not bad but yeah. one time i think it was around for a week or yeah. 10 days it, it, it's
1: kind of it wears on you and your eyes get your eyes get all dried out and itchy yeah. and stuff yeah no it's not good I'm, I'm really hoping i mean and that's we're just getting the secondary kind of minor i mean the people who lose you know lose lives and houses property ranches, and, yeah, yeah,
0: yeah so just, yeah i i did not do a lot of research into all that forest fire stuff no. i know the global warming issue is always ever well, present but there's also forest management issues perhaps well and so then, there could be a combination of factors. i think the
1: most controversial thing is that they they I, once again the same same here i didn't really research into it but uh, what is it uh, the california power uh that they think some of the power lines went down and into these dry forests. Oh, do they think it was man yeah. caused? Yeah, the big one, the campfire fire. Oh, okay. Yeah, okay. Uh, they think. I, you know, once again, we, Greg and I, are drifting into territory yeah. that we did no research on, but that's <laughs> well, what I, kind I of I remember. Did some reading, yeah, or but, I didn't. Yeah,
0: and you know, there's idea of fire breaks, and yeah. you know, so they're thinking of various ideas to yeah. minimize these kind of events.
1: One thing that I kind of want to check out is uh, Jamie Heineman from MythBusters. Mm-hmm. And another guy, they designed like a robotic firefighting oh, thing. Cool. Uh, maybe that'll be something uh, for a future episode. Uh, and I know Popular Mechanics did a whole oh. thing about oh, it. Oh yeah, that'd be yeah. great. Yeah. yeah,
0: definitely. We were going to mention I. I took my kids, my stepkids, to Disneyland yes. in midwinter break. Yes. And that was about the fourth time I had gone, and uh, my my kids had. Well, the older, the thirteen year old, did not have such a great time. It seemed. <laughs> She would have preferred to have been on her iPad or something else, I think. The six year old had a great time in general. Yeah. I think that was fun. And to me, it's just nostalgic going back to Disneyland and taking the Disney train around and the the classic rides. You know, we went on the classic rides because I was kind of leading the group. Right, right. Uh, The Jungle Cruise. Yep. And the Pirates of the Caribbean,
1: the Matterhorn. No. That's my question. I'm sorry, I'll let let you finish. But that's my question are the things that have changed. So the Pirates of the Caribbean ride has, I've never been to Disneyland. I've been to Disney World two times, once when I was like about five, and then once when I was 15. I'm wondering, did they change since the movies? Not really. You
0: know, I was looking for the changes. Oh, I think there's a Jack Sparrow guy in there okay, somewhere. Okay. And I was kind of wondering about the politically correct stuff. Because, you know, they oh, remember they're Hank putting a guy down a well. Yeah. And there's a, a man chasing a woman. Yeah. And I believe those were both still there. And I was kind of surprised because it's kind of old school. Right, you know? right, right. But I think it was very similar. Probably not exactly the same. But very similar as I remembered it the previous yeah. times. Uh, Small World. Yeah. I don't think that's changed. They probably just do maintenance. Yeah. We went on that. And Matterhorn. And it's funny. The Matterhorn was built in about 1959. And by modern standards, it's a little rough. Yeah. The corners are kind of, you can feel it a little yeah. rougher than we're used to yeah. now. And uh, my uh, wife and the kids went on that ride. The kids handled it fine. My wife was screaming the entire way. <laughs> <laughs> you
1: went on with them as well? Yeah. Yeah, yeah we
0: were all together and i thought that'd be a little tamer ride compared so oh, we did splash mountain the kids loved it my wife wasn't on most of these things yeah uh we did space mountain oh i remember space mountain yeah which cool. i forget it used to be something else do you remember what did it, it? yeah they changed at least at disneyland i don't know yeah. about disney world yeah but uh it was something else a long time ago yeah but uh space mountain's a lot of fun it's dark yeah and you do a lot of it's not super fast but you're doing a lot of turns yeah and it's, it's pretty intense yeah so it was a lot of fun, you know. It's real nostalgic. I went there. I went, you said you had gone five and 15. I went my first time when I was eight. Yeah. And that's like the perfect age. I think eight, that, nine, ten. That is perfect. It's probably about the perfect age
1: for I actually, I actually, one, I got to get in a really funny, uh, it's not my story. It's a story that was told to me about the Pirates of the Caribbean ride. But what I remember, I actually had a good time both times when I was five or six or whenever it was. And then when I was 15 um when now when i was 15 epcot was brand new Mm -hmm. at at uh, disney Disney world World, and that i was talking to my sister about that going there so everything was brand new kind of future now would be like future retro probably yeah yeah but real futuristic and it and it really as i was telling my sister i remember it had the feeling and we had perfect weather i had the feeling of like Stepping onto like a space colony or a uh, different planet, it was oh, so yeah. cool. And, that would be great. And they, I remember they they had As public address systems where you couldn't even see where they were, but it would feel like voices and music and stuff like that was just coming from out of the middle of nowhere. I, I'd be interested to go back there now and see. I don't know, does Epcot even still yeah, there? Oh yeah. Okay, that's, that's
0: been. I, yeah. I I never been to Disney World. I'd like to check
1: it out someday. And here's the and, one before I get into the Pirates of the Caribbean story. <laughs> did one of the rides I really liked was the uh i always get this wrong is it Twenty Thousand leagues under the sea yes that i know i know changed, what you're talking right? about now it's still
0: the same track in the same location they just rethemed it right nemo right so yeah it's, yeah. it's the nemo thing yeah. so it's a little happier the fish not the
1: got yeah character. nemo
0: yeah. the 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 move the famous disney yeah. movie, finding nemo finding nemo yeah yeah so it's a little lighter yeah in the old one They'd have the guys in the old diving masks and right. stuff. Yeah, I remember going on that as an eight-year-old and thinking, "Are we really under the water?" I
1: mean, <laughs> because they do a good job of well, you know. Well, you're you are you're underwater. You know, I mean, the thing never fully submerges, but it, it goes. The windows go underwater. They do that with an illusion. It's always on the same level. I think. no no. Oh no, I'll you're right. You're right. I'll right, tell right. you yeah, why. I'll I tell was you just why there. I, I should know. But because we, um, but it's not, I, not deep. No, no, it's not deep. When, uh, uh, you know, I, my family, we took a trip to Maui uh, a couple of years ago, 2015. And one of the things we went on was this, the glass bottom boat. Oh. And the people who ran it said, yeah, this boat was designed by the same guy who designed the... Um, the the those, submarine ride. The submarine rides at, oh. at Disney oh, wow. World and yeah. Disneyland. yeah and um i hope i'm speaking into the microphone sorry if i'm drifting away so so yeah you do you go under but the the top of it is always above water yes
0: yeah and gosh yeah think about i'm not exactly sure if it changes it's only a few inches yeah yeah because you know i i look down and you could see the top of the wall yeah oh yeah absolutely but it's a good illusion yeah
1: for uh, for what it is specifically for a kid um okay this is the pirates caribbean story someone i knew uh, I won't mention names because I don't know if they want the story. Or, you know, it's their story, but I'm stealing it. Worked for the Disney parks, you know, in various capacity. I think they had quality control, if I remember correctly. The one in Florida? or I, Disney think, World all, or I think all of their properties. Oh, wow. Yeah. He told a story that apparently, and once again, I'm wondering if this character is in the current Pirates of the Caribbean ride. There is a character that is like the slave master. Mm-hmm. And he has a whip, right? And he would he would kind of shake the whip at somebody. This, I'm going by like uh-huh. old memory. Yeah. But then as the as the ride went by, as the passengers would go by, he would turn to them, and he would curl his hand into a fist and shake his fist at the at the visitors, like the the animatronic would. Mm-hmm. Right. So apparently, <laughs> this animatronic started malfunctioning in that he would when he would curl his hand into a fist the middle finger now this is a story that was told to me but yeah. it was this would be a first-hand story the middle finger would stay up so he would shake his hand with his middle off. finger <laughs> flipping off the uh
0: i don't maybe that's because i think there's variations among the right, parks yeah i don't remember that at the yeah. disneyland well right, they might have they
1: might have that's might have been a politically incorrect yeah. character that they're yeah have taken i don't think there's yeah. anyone getting whipped yeah but yeah. i mean the, from yeah. what i remember yeah maybe he held a whip or something but yeah, it, the, yeah the key thing was he would shake his hand yeah. at, the, at the visitors <laughs> so it's oh, kind of funny yeah i you know i guess like I, I haven't been back i've been to the associated parks in orlando oof maybe almost nine years ago now oh yeah you made a trip. Kind yeah, recently? yeah, that was it was about nine years ago. But oh. we, I don't, we didn't go into the main park. Okay, we just went to like the animal park and then the water park and that kind of thing. Was it
0: Disney? Because there's other parks. We, yeah, it was Disney. Okay. It was Disney,
1: and we were at like a Disney adjacent resort sort of thing. Yeah, yeah.
0: yeah anyway, I'll just say it, it brought back a lot of fun memories yeah. and. uh when you go on midwinter break, it's like right after President's Day, yeah. so we had a couple of days that weren't busy, yeah. which was nice. But the second day that the third last day we went we went to the California Adventure Park, yeah. and it started to rain and oh. lightning, and they shut down the park. Oh, that's the worst because there were it ever rains there. You know, were
1: you in line for a ride?
0: Yeah, we were. We were trying to. We wanted <laughs> to do several other rides. Yeah, but that we got interrupted on. Yeah. That. Yeah, but, that's
1: um, that's what happens. That's the worst, because th- some of those waits are really long, and yeah. you're almost there, and then they shut it down.
0: And I, I guess they're probably worried about people slipping, and I think they're also worried about lightning. lightning. Oh, yeah. They don't yeah. want to get in trouble. Yeah. yeah. So that was a lot of fun. And we took the car down. We took a car trip, and that was actually better than I thought it would be with two yeah. young kids. <laughs> but uh, no, it was it was kind yeah. of fun. Yeah, A lot cool. of fun. So um, we're going to talk quickly also this weekend. This is uh, May 26th. Just last night- An asteroid just missed Earth. Well, not just missed. It came fairly close to Earth. Yeah. And this asteroid was a mile wide. And that's pretty big. Yeah. And it had its own. Yeah. And it it was big enough. This kind of surprised me. But uh, because a mile is big by, you know, person standards, but by a planetary standard, that's not that big. But it had a little moon that's like a
1: quarter mile
0: wide. Wow. So it's like an asteroid combo. And, and the, it, it
1: was the little prince on that? <laughs> <laughs> Perhaps. <laughs> but I think it missed,
0: I should remember this before I, but uh, it missed Earth by a pretty good amount. The yeah. moon is a quarter million miles away. Yeah. I think this missed Earth by like a three million miles. So, yeah. I mean, sort of a close, yeah. but not super close. You know, and the last time we had a super big impact was 65 million years ago Ooh. when they think. I guess it, I'm not sure if they call it an asteroid or a meteor when it hits the Earth, but yeah. meteor, right, when it hits the Earth, and it hit the Yucatan Peninsula and caused worldwide global cooling and killed off the dinosaurs. Is the, the yeah? Theory. Let's not have that happen.
1: That makes me think of that movie Armageddon. <laughs> yeah, yeah, exactly. I, totally, that's like a documentary. <laughs> no, but you know what? It's funny that movie and Independence Day, and I think they're both. Jerry Bruckheimer, who I mm-hmm. I don't think is a very good filmmaker. But anytime either of those movies is on TV, I sit and watch it. <laughs> they're just they're just kind of stupidly entertaining. But yeah. I wonder if there's any like remember they land on the they land on the asteroid yeah. and yeah you,
0: I don't I, especially this asteroid that just went by if it's only one mile yeah I think the gravity's pretty minimal right right I mean the moon has like one sixth of Earth's gravity right. and it's way bigger than it's like three thousand miles right. so I, it it's got to be a pretty
1: weak gravity so yeah. I think that was yeah. Yeah. I'm sure there were that was there were several.
0: What do they call that uh, license? What kind of license? Artistic license. Artistic license. Yes. So they probably took some artistic. And,
1: license. You, and you know what's funny, just really quickly, is that came out. I think there was something in the news about a near miss, mm-hmm. and that inc- that like influenced screenwriters because that same year there was another movie that came out. Maybe you remember it, it had like it was more of a serious one. It was it had Morgan Freeman. Yeah, and, that same I year. Say yeah. like. Did it have Gene Hackman in it? Like, like it had more star power, I yeah, think. Yeah. Um, and it was more. But Armageddon had uh, Bruce Willis. Bruce Willis. So that's and, some star power. But it is isn't it funny? I can't even remember the name. I can't either. I can't Deep even impact. Remember. No, no. I think you're right. I think it is was it Deep, 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 Deep impact, impact. Deep Impact. And what's funny is the one that was more probably more scientific. I'm sure it had a lot of problems too. But more scientific and a little, and that one was a little bit more uh, a a downer because I remember they didn't they didn't manage to prevent. the uh, – <laughs>
0: That's a big downer. Yeah,
1: that one you never see on TV. Yeah, you see. Yeah, I, but I never like saw it. Armageddon is on yeah. all the time. It's kind yeah. of a popcorn. Yeah. Summer oh, film. absolutely. Yeah. But
0: it does bring in a, apparently NASA and some of our defense is actually thinking about what if something does really come at us. Yeah. And they're. They're, they're being serious about it, and I think they're trying to systematically track the asteroids that do come close to us. And I, for one, have no problem with that. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. You know, uh, let's track them. Yeah. And, you know, and there's different ways you can manage these, I think. Right. And I think a lot of them probably include nuclear blasts. Yeah. Either to nudge it away or, uh, you know, uh, blow it up the problem with blowing it up i think some could still hit right, earth right. so i think you know the idea of nudging it into a new orbit is right. probably safer but they're thinking of all these possibilities yeah. and because of our technology it's kind of ironically you know ignorance is bliss yeah. so in the old days no one knew or cared about Now you just asterisks. would have been over one day <laughs> yeah but now you know we we have a, a a month or so or i don't know how many they have but we know ahead of time when they're coming yeah so you know they are they're seriously thinking about how do we mitigate a risk? Right. Like if this one that had just gone by a few hours ago, yeah, something a mile wide hitting Earth, it would, I think would be pretty devastating. Yeah, I'm not sure. Maybe it's extinction level. I don't know. Do, do you do you remember? Or have you ever known how big the one that hit the Yucatan? Uh, no, you know, I don't know. That. I don't know. But that had been.
1: Probably all, around the range of a mile or more. All of my asteroid knowledge comes from uh, <laughs> Armageddon. <laughs> <laughs> I, I honestly think, oh boy, I, you know, it'd be interesting. I have a... F- this is just my gut feeling on how the world governments are the ones that had enough sufficient technology to be aware that there was going to be a strike. I have a feeling what they would do is they would... um if whatever they could do to, like you said, like address the situation or mitigate it, they'd probably do it, but they, I don't think they would tell people. Oh, I, That's my guess. Wow, you're bordering on conspiracy theory. Well, no, I, I mean, it, think about it, though, because it's like, what, what would that gain anybody? I mean, you know what I'm saying? Well,
0: I, I agree with what you're saying, but yeah. it seems like every time these things happen, well, maybe there's times we don't know. So like, <laughs> yeah, we don't what know thinking, what we don't yeah. know. But they're not shy about, it seems like we hear about several a year now right, right, that either come real close and yeah. they're small or they're big like yeah. this one, but farther away. Right. So yeah,
1: maybe they don't tell us about certain ones, but I think- Or they wouldn't if that was to be y- the case. Yeah, yeah, but I
0: think the part of it is a lot of, a fair number of them, a statistically significant number are identified by amateurs.
1: Yeah, that's true.
0: So, I don't know the, the percentage, right. but if like half are being identified by astronomers- yeah. Amateur astronomers, yeah. um, it might be hard to hide something right. like that. Unless they have a secret NASA agency do, scoping it out. There was you know.
1: some, oh man, mm. once again, I'm, I'm, I'm doing this right off the top of my head. There was some story from, like it was over a year ago at least, and there was, m- mysteriously, there was some observatory that was shut down and like the government wasn't allowing anybody to go be at the observatory, do you remember this? I do not remember. Uh, is this I, I, that's where I'm In gonna, America, I, yeah, recently? that's where I'm going to. That's okay. where I'm going to end. We'll it have to because, do some more research because on it so, it's. I'm just going to. By the way, if you yeah. haven't noticed, we didn't do a lot of research. No, until no, today, this, this one was kind of on the fly. Um, <laughs> but I did want to mention about the asteroid because it is interesting, yeah. you know, and it is. Well, let me concerning ask. Concerning and uh, let me ask you this: in a lot of movies and <laughs> a lot of conspiracy theories, novels, whatever, there. I mean, I think there was even an old Twilight Zone that had something like this. Do you think there is there is something in place where they have a list of names, where they would just they would grab people and be like, look, we can't save. There's nothing we can do mm-hmm. to, to save the planet, and they and they have a a place and a plan for for a, a specific list of people. Do you think
0: that like to save them? You mean? Yeah, yeah. Where would they like go? A, like, like Cheyenne Mountain, like, like mm-hmm. a Cheyenne Mountain or something oh. we don't even know
1: about. There's been
0: several science fiction it, stories like that. Uh, yeah, right? that's what I'm saying. Yeah. It's, it's 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 all
1: throughout fiction. Like I literally, I think there was an episode of the original Twilight Zone that had no, something. The original like that. Twilight Zone, and there, gosh, I can't think. This sounds like such
0: a familiar scenario.
1: Yeah, well, it's because you've seen it a hundred <laughs> times. Yeah. right. Yeah,
0: so I, I can't I, think any specific. <sighs> I would. I. I don't. I know th- they I, have... mean, I don't think it'd be worth it, though. I mean, if you go mm-hmm. into a mountain, how long yeah. can you live in a mountain? I
1: don't, who knows? Yeah. Yeah, yeah.
0: I mean. I guess you could Well, it's not a they nuclear need remember, oxygen. though. It
1: wouldn't be a nuclear. It would be, you know, a strike that would maybe, you know, they could yeah. emerge later on. Yeah, what
0: know? would happen if a big strike happened? I think I think what happened with the dinosaurs is if earth got clouded up and got super cold for Yeah. I don't know, 5 years, 10 years. Right. So, I mean if it's some reasonable amount of time, maybe yeah. people could live in Cheyenne or wherever. Mountain because if they could bring in oxygen, yeah. filtered oxygen and they had enough because you can you'd be eating canned food the rest of your life but yeah. you could eat yeah canned food for a long time and right. survive and vitamins yeah. and water yeah. and they'd have to have some sort of sanitary you'd have they'd have I mean, a fair amount of water for sanitary yeah. but you know what i mean it would be a lot of water i mean yeah. if you're even if it's only say you're talking a hundred people right special select people yeah. you know a hundred people living together for say five years that's a lot of um sewage disposal yeah. and stuff like that and yeah I know, I know. I don't they, think it'd be very practical,
1: right? Well, I know they have they had places for you know continuity, like yeah, continuity of, yeah. of government and that sort of yeah. thing. I think they probably, I think they probably do have something, and it probably would be, we would probably be like, oh, that jerk, like, ugh, why are they, ugh, <laughs> that guy doesn't deserve to. That that's a whole interesting
0: yeah uh, topic and stuff like right. With, I guess the government would be in charge because it would yeah. probably be a government hole in the mountain right. like Cheyenne. Yeah. Which I don't think is active anymore, but I think I don't, yeah, I don't know. Yeah, The place I so. is still there. Yeah, and they would probably pick the smartest and richest and. Uh,
1: I thought Cheyenne Mountain was uh, what is it NORAD?
0: Yeah, I think that's is that still active? There? I don't think so. Oh, okay. I think I read somewhere it's not active. It still exists. Right, right, right. And maybe they maintain it in some minimal way, but yeah. I don't think there's like a. Because it used to be a place where they would do the the headquarters would be right, right, and nuclear strike. Yeah, I don't. Know. We Once again, everything
1: I know about that comes from war games.
0: <laughs> so. <laughs> so anyway, uh, let's hope it doesn't happen. And yes, statistically speaking, if it's been sixty five million years, we're probably good for at least another hundred. You know, I, lifetime I, I, of our kids. I feel comfortable and, with that? Ki- that the kids of screw generation. those people a hundred million years from now. I don't care about them. <laughs> so let's um, let's transition to talk about the ideas you you have yeah. for the podcast uh, going forward Andy. Yeah,
1: so, you know, it like like we've we said and and say almost every time it's been a long time and but we've been talking about doing this um, you know, starting this up again and kind of reinvigorating it. And you know, one of the things I was thinking about, one, I was thinking about our name. I know that may seem kind of silly, but you know, we just kind of plucked that out. I mean, uh, great. I, th- I thought I, it was a great idea. No, no. I it, mean, you came up with it. And did I come up with the name? Yeah, I believe oh, you okay. You came up with the nut name. I was going to give you credit, but and, you okay, know, I'll take it.
0: Our original, the start was we interviewed my uncle for his book, Passion for Murder, right. about the alleged homicidal deeds of Freud. So that's kind of in the, yeah, what's the, the, the realm? Oh, true crime or yeah. like historical yeah.
1: crime or yeah. But we, you know, and we, and then we, then
0: we decided to go on through what we like to do, kind of science, yeah. science ask, and and
1: uh, yeah, we, we kind um, of we loosely meta, metaphysical stuff. We loosely of, modeled it, and because you know, to, to give a little bit of inside baseball on our show, we we intended to kind of use the interview with uh, Greg's uncle to be kind of an, an audition. Tape, if you will, for him to go on coast to coast, right? If you remember that, yes, uh, I forgot about that, and I don't think that. I, really. I remember <laughs> now that. You, well, yeah,
0: I think we did get a ping back, but it yeah, didn't go. It didn't fully. go anywhere. Yeah, we got one ping back,
1: and, and so we kind of we kind of loosely based on. And if you're familiar with Coast to Coast, they do they do paranormal. The, uh, the host I really liked, uh, and I think he's back actually. It was Ian Punnett, and mm-hmm. he does like he does the paranormal stuff, but he also does true crime. He also does like d- essentially just kind of anything interesting, oddball including uh, the stuff a lot of stuff that we've talked about like right. uh,
0: Bigfoot type monsters yeah um, UFOs yeah ghosts yeah all that kind of fun stuff but
1: also you know he's talked to physicists and everything and then you know yeah, they
0: mix real science in with their stuff yeah. right I mean more more tangible stuff right, right?
1: and in a, and in our show I mean one of the episodes I did uh, without Greg because he wasn't available is uh, you know I interviewed this fight guy uh, that I had you know mixed martial arts m- mixed martial arts mm-hmm. um, who'd written a book about fighting and i'm just like you know that's kind of interesting people don't really talk about that like what what is fighting what are attitudes towards fighting is there a different way to look at it philosophically i mean so anything unusual like that and Mm -hmm. and that's why i think the the bunker idea um this is literally what i when i think of bunkers like i don't i guess there are people now that kind of survival since we started the Mm -hmm. show there was kind of like a an uptick, or the podcast, I should say. There was an uptick in um, like the the prepper movement. Mm-hmm. They don't call it survivalists mm-hmm. anymore, but the prepper movement. And I think even National Geographic had a had a series about bunkers, right? Doomsday. It was called like I do- don't remember, but I believe you <laughs> I, I don't think it's on anymore. But it was called like Doomsday Bunkers or something. Or Dooms- oh, Dooms- I remember seeing Dooms- the Doomsday Preppers yeah, yeah, right. or something like that. I think like somebody, there were people who stumbled across our website because they were actually looking for like a like, prepper stuff. <laughs> yeah, like prepper stuff and everything. Survivalist or whatever. And that's more what I was associating with. Is I'm always was always intrigued by those stories of people who were like planting a garden in their backyard and they they hit like an old '50s you know fallout shelter yeah, or something yeah. like that. And there were a couple stories of like people who made it into almost like a retro den that's where my mind was at. And I was like, you know, what would you talk about if you, you know, you had like a place like that with your, your buddy or like, what if you were waiting out like a, you know, like a natural disaster or some mysterious event or something where you could maybe settle your nerves and kind of talk about memories, pop culture, weird. So that was your, your, in your head when you, when you came up tonight. Like, so um, like there, okay. There was this, there was this play, uh, that came out a few years ago, and it 's it 's called mr burns right it 's a stage play mm-hmm. and uh the premise is, is that these survivors from a from a nuclear war a limited nuclear war or something gather in the in the woods and kind of start telling stories you know just kind of past time well, like i said settle their nerves mm-hmm. and so what the only thing that they could kind of think of is an episode of the simpsons <laughs> and they tell and I think it it's an actual episode that they talk about. And what happens with the play, once again, I did no research on this, but it goes over hundreds of years. And so what happens is this Simpsons episode becomes almost kind of like a mythology that's told amongst oh, the, the descendants of the survivors. Yeah. Uh so um you know, so that kind of thing. Like, you know where you're gathered around
0: Right. And you share stories and... Yeah, hang out with a, yeah. hang out with a friend. And that's and, yeah. a lot of what we've done. We, yeah. we have ha- tried to have a theme of yeah. unusual. And, you know, we talked a fair amount about science, like kind of yeah. unusual science. But right. some of the unusual stuff we talked about, because we've been doing this for, gosh, 10 years now. Yeah. Like Andy has always had this interest in the lab-grown meat. Yeah. Now that is a reality now or nearly a reality for
1: almost ready for yeah. commercial um, production. They, now, they say culture meat instead so yeah. of lab-grown meat because yeah. it, sound, it sounds yeah. better um yeah in fact there's some recent articles that i have not gotten to yet and i will and we'll probably talk about it on a future podcast um which that's a good segue i'll talk about like what our our plans are with the future yeah so what i was thinking is sticking with that theme sort of thing what we do what we used to kind of do usually is we do kind of more of a potpourri yeah like we just talked about
0: this asteroid we talked about you know Um, eight minutes about it and You know, not not too much. And time we'll still we'll
1: still probably have episodes that'll be like that. Particularly maybe when we're working on you know putting together more of a themed one. But I thought what would be kind of cool is getting back to more like this is our theme. I'll give you an example. One of the shows I want to do, I want to talk about nostalgia. Oh, like, we talked about Disneyland. Well, like, yeah, example. like yeah, because that's that is a thing that Greg and I touch touch on a lot. And but I want to look at it from the perspective of like what is the function of nostalgia. Can nostalgia be a bad thing? Can you be kind of stuck in nostalgia? It, it maybe prevents you from moving forward through your life. Or is it something that is actually like a beneficial thing? And once again, that's something we'll kind of do research on. We'll tell our own mm-hmm. personal stories about it. I would say, I'm going to speak for myself. I'm not going to speak for Greg. But I indulge maybe too much in nostalgia. And and then, you know, kind of focusing on some of that stuff.
0: Yeah, so so we talked about the idea about this today and uh, you know recently it's more of a bit of a in-depth dive on a topic like nostalgia right yeah so so instead you know i I like the potpourri stuff so maybe sometimes it'll be a potpourri and sometimes maybe we'll do a single topic right
1: right right and and uh a little more in depth and i'll give you another another example of a topic that you know that we could do which is i thought it'd be kind of fun for uh particularly in, in these days of kind of heavy news about like the environment and you know and, uh, you, you know, the world going wrong that I'd be kind of I th- I think it would be kind of fun for Greg and I to put on our rose colored glasses and each and become kind of technophiles. And believers in that technology can save us, which is not a very oh. popular opinion, and that each of us would choose maybe two or three things that technologies or advancements that we could be like, this is what's going to save yeah. the world, or it's going to oh, save Oh, yeah, the that would be a fun world. episode. Yeah, I mean, yeah, there are a lot of stuff comes to
0: mind as you mentioned, yeah, that, no, so I, yeah, that'd be fun. And then you mentioned like an in depth episode on like ghosts, yes, like talking about origins and history yes. and theories psychological theories and all so, that sort of thing, like a broad look at. Right. And an in-depth look at. And, at, and that's at a
1: fact which, act- and that'll probably be, that'll probably be one of our early ones. And what kicked that off and what got me thinking this way is that often, you know, when we were watching, I think it was the series, um, the haunting of Hill house, which was the new series that was on Netflix. I think um, I'd be watching that. Uh, my girlfriend and I watched that together. She would ask me, she'd be like, well, wait, why is the ghost doing that now? you know or she she'd be like do is that what happens in real hauntings and stuff and i'd always find myself and that'll bring me to another point i always find myself answering like i'm like well first off you have to believe it. so i'm like if you assume that ghosts are real um i'm like there are some parapsychologists or ghost hunters or whatever that think they do that because of this or this is the theory behind that and i began to realize like uh i like there's a lot of theories and i'm not not all of them are even paranormal there's a Mm -hmm. lot of theories on why people might experience ghost type phenomenon that have to do with uh, electromagnetic fields or 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 brain disturbances or whatever Mm -hmm. and i thought man let's just talk about the whole deal yeah right and i'm gonna save that i won't go too much further into that i'm gonna save that um for the episode but that's what we're gonna do. We're gonna go. We're so gonna that do...
0: episode might be called "All About
1: Ghosts," yeah, For example, exactly. <laughs> and, but that brings me to a really interesting point because I, I don't think Greg is familiar with it, but there's a popular podcast out there, and these guys do a great job. I, you know, this is this is by no means this is an actual endorsement of their podcast, but it's called "Astonishing Legends." Uh, they, these guys have been doing uh, maybe about like four or five years mm-hmm. now. Maybe they uh, uh, the two hosts were. I believe involved in like video editing and in Hollywood and stuff like that. Um, So they, I think they have a little, their, their shows are a little bit, they're put together. Well, technically they're,
0: yeah, they're professional. Yeah.
1: (laughs) Yeah. So they know what they're doing and they have one of the guys, his wife used to be a writer on Saturday night live and everything. And they do, they kind of cover similar, they do more historical mysteries, but they do paranormal stuff and they do like, they do deep dives. Like they do multi, multi, episode you know multi-chapter episodes on for example like the disappearance of Amelia Earhart Mm. oh my god dude they (laughs) they do like it was like four or five episodes and each one was like an hour and a half long wow and they have like a research crew and everything Greg and I don't have those kind of resources that kind of influenced me on the direction that I want ours to go but one of the reasons I bring them up And once again, they do a great show, but one thing that kind of drives me a little bit crazy that they do that Greg and I are not going to do is they have this habit of saying, if you believe any of this at all, it's become almost kind of a jokey catchphrase in their show. So like, they'll be talking about, uh, you know, some paranormal phenomenon or, or UFOs or whatever. And they're like, if you believe the alien hypothesis at all, right. Right. So going forward, we might remind listeners of this, if there are however many listeners there are, of this in the future, but Greg and I are, are just going to explore all of the ideas, mm-hmm. even if they're wacky. I want you to know, I want to speak for both he and I, and say, don't just assume that we just buy every... Oh, yeah. And I think
0: in our first episode, or yeah. we, we, we talked about our attitude. We're, yeah. I think what you might call us open-minded. We're not true right. believers. Right. We're not hardened skeptics. Yeah. We're... In the middle, we're open. Right. Things like UFOs, you know. Yeah. I'm not sure I totally believe it, but yeah. there's – a lot of people have claimed to have seen these yeah. things. So, you, it, you know, there's something – there is something, whatever it is, yeah. whether it's psychological or right. uh, secret Air Force test flights, something has been yeah. happening over all these years yeah. since they first been identified. It,
1: so, I mean, but, you know, who knows? It, but it's, it's fun to talk about it's and it's fun to that, conjecture about. It's funny that Greg brings up. You know, because he'll come to me with stories about, like, UFO sightings and stuff, which are awesome. And But what's funny to me is, I, for some reason, those stories don't intrigue me that much. Mm. And I, I don't know why. I mean, yeah. I'm not saying that on on just they're not intriguing. To me, and it's weird because when I was a kid and I was really into all this Bigfoot UFOs, like, all that stuff, the UFOs, flying saucers, aliens, that was at the top. Yeah. of my list of interests. Yeah, I think, yeah. It's and I don't know why. The most why, intriguing for, yeah. a, for a kid. Maybe for a kid. Yeah. I don't know why, yeah, but over over the era. years, over the years, it, it's become less intriguing to me.
0: Well, we're getting older and more
1: cynical for one maybe. thing. Maybe, yeah, maybe. <laughs> oh, the, I remember I was like you. When yeah. I was that
0: when I was young, all that stuff just, I loved it. Like, yeah. remember In Search of with uh, oh, God, Leonard yes. Nimoy? Yeah. In Search of the Locked Monster, Bigfoot, yeah. all yeah. that stuff. I yeah. loved it. And now it, it's fun to talk about, but yeah. it's not quite as, doesn't right. have the grip on me as it used to. Right. I'm I, I enjoy the stuff that we talk about, like the lab grown, the, yeah. you know, the cultured meats, and, right? You know, stuff that's kind of out there science. Yeah. But we enjoy talking about both yeah. things. We've mixed a fair amount of real science in right. with what we talk about.
1: Yeah, but I would like us to be able to, you know, in comparison to that other awesome podcast, I would like I would like Greg and I to we're going to talk about this stuff, even some of the most wacky stuff we're going to talk about it and it will sound like like maybe we believe it we're gonna we're gonna be like we're gonna take uh uh you know we're gonna take a thing and then we're gonna extrapolate from it okay well i think
0: a good analogy would be newsmen almost always have an opinion we're we're like journalists is what we're saying yeah well like walter cronkite you know like people said they didn't know where he's coming from that's yeah but you can talk about interesting Unusual topics and still have that kind of mindset. Like right. we'll talk about it, kind of like journalists. You know, yeah. we're not we're not advocating it. We're not yeah. skeptical necessarily. I yeah. mean, we have our own opinions, but we're just trying to present it as interesting information. Right. Yeah.
1: And you know, it's when I was a when I was a teenager, I had this like early teens. I had this friend, and he would do this thing. It's, it was annoying at the time, but it you know it's kind of funny now. Where he'd be like, "What if right now?" laser beams came out of my eyes and I like I you know caught the curtains on fire whatever and I'm like what you know what I mean like (laughs) he's like what would you do and you're like but so you know using that as kind of a basis we're going to be like hey what if for example like what if ghosts are interdimensional beings they're not really the 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 manifestation of of dead people they're interdimensional beings we're going to talk about that sure yeah. And, and it's like, do I believe that? Eh, I don't know. Maybe. Yeah. Well, yeah, we're just going to
0: look at, because ghosts have showed up in history. I mean, I think yeah. I mentioned you in the Bible, they mentioned ghosts, right? right? Right, So it's been thousands and thousands of years. So we're just going to look at this thing, ghosts. Yeah. It's been around, the concept of it, it's been around a long time. Right. And it's never gone away. Yeah. So there's something either in human psychology or in reality or in metaphysics or whatever it is, yeah. there's something about ghosts that is in the human realm or right. not every human's experience, but it's in our common, uh, cultural experience. And I don't know about maybe some cultures don't have ghosts. Right. I
1: don't know. So we're, I we're think gonna most po- do. <laughs> yeah. Let's save the rest of that. Cause I yeah. think we're going to talk about yeah. a lot of that stuff in that episode. Um, yeah, so that's that's the direction we're going to go. Uh, so basically, moving from the potpourri style we've been doing for 10 years. With some interviews. Years. Yeah. yeah. And, and hopefully we'll get more interviews. That's some of the technology we have to work on, I think. Because yeah. uh, uh, how we did it in the past, I think we either did it like kind of via Skype. or phone. Via Skype. Or, yeah. But yeah. well, we just
0: need a good technology where the sound quality is good. Yeah, right? I
1: just want to do it smooth. And, and we just yeah, need just to figure it out. we got to work on that. I
0: think we'll, we'll tend toward the direction of uniform topic per episode but we'll maybe do a potpourri now and then still yeah, yeah. and hopefully interview is always fun yeah. so you know we're just going to mix it up a little bit by going to single themes for for episodes yeah
1: yeah and it's just like i said just kind of vanity project and hopefully do you think we could get this out on uh itunes and if yeah really that's not it? hard yeah. I, th- I think okay. yeah
0: but it'll definitely be on the website within a few days yeah. and uh, yeah i'll check into uh, all the other there's SoundCloud. There's, yeah. there's lots of different things out there.
1: And then we're going to go heavy on the merch and the advertising. No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> <laughs> okay, and on
0: that note, I think that's about all we were going to talk yeah, about, Andy. That's it. Okay, so that was episode 31. We're going to endeavor to get one out again within a f- couple months here.
1: If that. I think probably, <laughs> hopefully sooner than that. But, yeah.
0: yeah. Okay, so signing out for now. Okay, take it easy. Bye-bye.